as far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a cutlass, your host, Davram! Welcome back, guys, to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 119, and it is finally here. Finally, after almost an entire year of season nine, we have hit season 10. And I'm going to dive into it. Um, Haven't played a whole lot of season 10. Um, Have watched some content, have talked to some some friends and some some, um, you know, Captain Logan of the Keelhaul podcast and some other folks. <clears throat> and there's definitely some mixed reviews of season 10. I will say <clears throat> right off the bat, I am disappointed in, in season 10. Um, and we'll get into why I think there's a lot of good things that they have, uh, placed in season 10. I think there's a lot of things that <clears throat> needed to be done <clears throat> and things that they took action on. Um, unfortunately it wasn't clean. It wasn't a clean release. <clears throat> and to be honest, they're, Let's be honest, after basically an entire year of content drought, aside from Monkey Island, <clears throat> this continues to be another content drought. Um, now, we'll get into guilds and why, you know, some folks will say that this isn't a content drought, but I beg to differ. Um, but we've got a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to get into here and a lot of things to discuss Um, so, but first off, I want to address something from the last episode. And that was when I was discussing, um, the top 10 of Twitch, um, and asking folks to provide proof of hitting the top 10. Um, so I want to send out a special shout out to Bo the pirate who did in fact, send me a DM of a screenshot. Um, now this screenshot was from Reddit. It's from a Reddit post that someone had posted. Um, and there's definitely some questions about the screenshot. Again, it's not Bo the pirate screenshot. He just found the proof that I asked for. So I appreciate that very, very much Bo for, uh, listening and, 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 uh, and interacting with me. Um, appreciate that very much. Um, so it does show sea of thieves did reach the top 10, um, with, uh, just chatting and those type of stream uh, categories uh, as well. Now, how long was it in the top 10? Doesn't matter. The goal was top 10. And there's also speculation people saying uh, it was for top 10 of game categories, which it definitely 100% hit, uh, even at its uh, highest point that I saw and what content creators were reporting. Um, it would have been top 10 in, um, in, in gaming categories, if you take out the just chatting and, and those non gaming categories would have definitely been in the top 10. Either way, I will stand by this and say, well done to the community, regardless of you hit the top 10, regardless if that screenshot was uh, altered in any way, regardless of, of ifs, ands, or buts, the community came out in force and really showed, um, their support to the content creators, regardless if they were partners or not. So, um, that does not take away anything 
anything that the community did. It was an absolutely outstanding uh, show of support and and really boosting Sea of Thieves numbers uh, quite a bit. So you can't take anything away from that. Um, and I appreciate again Bo the Pirate for going onto Reddit and finding that particular screenshot. Um, and and again, regardless of that Reddit user, if that is a is a true screenshot. Uh, I think whoever it was would have had to sit there and basically be refreshing that page constantly um, because I doubt that it stayed there for very long, but doesn't matter. Outstanding job to the community. And again, thank you to Bo uh, for, for doing that. So, uh, but what we cannot, what we will not say is altered, edited, or m- manipulated in any sort of way. And that is our glorious and notorious patrons who continue through all the struggles, through all the, the the multiple weeks where I've been off for health reasons, have continued to stand by the side of Pirate Talk Radio and myself and the content. So thank you to Skmelt666, Elaine, and Regis Stella. I appreciate you guys' support more than anything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. You guys are awesome. And if you are interested in supporting my content or supporting the podcast, please go over to patreon.com slash TV and check out all of the options that you could support starting as low as $1 a month. All right. Season 10. Season 10. We'll get to you in a second. First, we need to talk about an upcoming event that you all need to be aware of because it's got some pretty cool goodies. And that is the Ghoul and Glory weekend, I guess, uh, October 27th, um, which as the time of the public release of this episode um, will be pretty much the next day. So Friday the 27th through Wednesday, November 1st. So you'll have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday um, to do this event. Um, There's a few things. So first off, there is a Pirate Emporium sale, and that Pirate Emporium sale would be probably on a lot of their um, Halloween-style things, like the Jacko Looter. They've got a couple listed here. Crimson Crypt. Uh, and graveyard gladiator items. So sale in the Emporium. So if there's any Emporium items that you're looking to get, uh, please do check that out because they are discounted. There are going to be opportunities for you to get the damned decoration, the ghoulish outpost atmosphere returns, including a new display at Port Merrick. So you can go check out uh, all the uh, decked out uh, Halloween looks double rewards earn double the normal glory, uh, gold reputation, allegiance, and seasonal renown while you sail for spooky shenanigans. So, uh, quite a long period of time, almost just under a week, uh, for you to get double rewards. So that's pretty cool. And then finally event freebies, a skull of destiny voyage and a really sick, cool looking rapier of the damned. It does look like it's going to be a translucent ghostly glowy one, which some people like. Um, I just like the, the look of it. It's really like battered, uh, rapier with a big skull as the basket, uh, um, on the top of the hilt. I think it looks outstanding. Uh, if it is glowy, which it appear, uh, appears to be, um, probably won't use it just cause the glow I don't like, and it messes with my head. Um, uh, with the, the waviness and I know you can turn some of that stuff off, but it still gives me trouble. But anyways, go check out ghoul and glory, get 
that reputation. Get the gold. Get your hourglasses in because it is double rewards during that time. So excellent time to get your hourglass in. Excellent time to be leveling up those guilds. Um, so excellent on all of that. Season 10. Season 10. Oh, no, I missed another. I missed another freebie. There's a free bu- blunderbuss in the Emporium for Season 10's launch. There you go. Go get your freebies out of the Emporium. All right, uh, Season 10. I finally got to it. <laughs> season 10. So I'm going to hit the highlights on some of the patch notes. I'm going to talk about some of the issues that they've already started to address. Um, then we're going to get into guilds and hit reg and all that fun stuff. Uh, so we'll we'll hit the highlights of the patch notes. You can always check out the latest Sea of Thieves patch notes at seaofthieves.com slash release dash notes. For those of you wondering, this is patch 2.9.0 season 10. So let's first start off with the ongoing uh, commendation, and that is the Chest of Fortune. So the Chest of Fortune for all of Season 9 was in the Fort of Fortune. I know probably a lot of you got your Fort of Fortunes done, you got your Chest of Fortune, you got your unlocks. It has now been moved, and the next level of awards have been added. So the chest of fortune is in fact in the fort of the damned. And I know a lot of people were kind of, uh, there was some feedback saying, well, it should be a random world event, not an activatable event. Look, the idea of this chest of fortune is to reinvigorate different types of, uh, content, which has dried up a little bit. The fort of the damned has been here for a long time, has been here for years. And it's one that goes through cycles, right? When they add something to the fort of the damned, it boosts it when they, when they don't, it falls apart, right? Because the fort of the damned is a very noticeable cloud. It is a very noticeable thing for, for tuckers and things like that to go after. It really puts a target on your back, which is fun if you like that kind of stuff. But for those of you who don't like having a target on your back, it definitely adds uh, some challenge. So the Chest of Fortune is now in the Fort of the Damned as one of your rewards, and the Fortune's favor commendation for unlocking the next set of the Fates of Fortune clothing have been added. So that is where you get your new Chest of Fortune. Furthermore, Season 10 also has changed up and given you more rewards for Reaper chests and Reaper bounties. Again, the things that we've been turning in for a long time for commendation. Yep. Well, do it again because that's how rare it rolls. So now the next grade of the Reaper's Riches commendation has unlocked to give you access of the Fates of Fortune vanity items. So there you go. The expansion to uh, that particular set of commendations has been added. Best of luck to everyone getting those done. Um, I think moving it to the uh, the Fort of the Damned was a good choice. I love the Fort of the Damned. It's going to be a lot of fun stealing them. It's going to be a lot of fun defending them. Um, Reaper Chest, again, I don't think tying another commendation to Reaper Chest after we offered, we already have to do so many. I think this is just dumb. And I think this is just, again, another way of them reusing stuff that's in the game just to content for the sake of content, uh, reusing stuff. And y'all know how I feel about that. I think it's lazy and poor game development and content, to be completely honest with you, on all levels. The big one, combat improvements. Combat improvements. We've been waiting a long time for this. 
And this, in my mind, is the primary, um, I guess, addition to Season 10. Yes, we got guilds, uh, but we'll get to guilds in a moment. Um, but combat is something that has plagued this game since the beginning. So let's go through what the release notes say, and then we'll talk about what is actually happening in game. So hit detection, hit reg improvement season 10 brings together a suite of improvements to hit detection and provides accuracy improvements across a range of combat scenarios, including Island and ship encounters. While this provides an overall improvement to accuracy of hit detect, we are aware of scenarios where it can still underperform. A focus team continues to work on optimizing the experience and future updates. So let's just pause for a moment and look at the deep dive uh, for season 10, where we got a little bit more information on this. So primary um, improvements are with long range and though short range has seen some improvements. Most of this is long range improvement where they have reported that nine out of 10 shots are hitting both on client and server side. However, I will say it doesn't feel this good. And we'll talk about that in a moment. So, um, when I say long range and there's been a lot, I mean, a lot of videos of people using a sword or a gun on an animal and taking upwards of 10 to 20 shots to kill an animal. Obviously that's still a hit detection issue. So did we get improvements? Sure. From what I can see and what I can feel, there is improvement. However, their servers are in the absolute can when season 10 launched. And there's already been a press release from um, one of the rare developers on the se season 10 state of play update from Sonic Bob. Uh, and I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read you the um, items here. So following the launch of season 10 on October 19th, I wanted to share a quick update on the current state of play and what we are doing to improve the player experience right now. Server performance. Following the October update, we've seen the wave of reports from players who have been impacted in some way by server performance. We can also see from player data a significant spike in servers underperforming since the update with servers of over 15 people. As the server is a focal point of most uh, systems, an underperforming server has a significant impact in the, those connected. Some players are reporting a further regression to hit registration, which I just talked about. Extended ping spikes, rubber banding, teleporting, um, <clears throat> and general desync across experience. So let's pause right there real quick. So regardless of if you put a really awesome patch in to fix hit registration. If your servers are in the garbage, no one is going to notice the improvements you've made because desync, rubber banding, teleportation, uh, uh, ping spikes, uh, you know, a, a desync between client and server. It's basically going to make things feel like nothing has improved and things have degraded. So <clears throat> we can't for sure say that what they've told us nine out of 10 shots registering both client and server side, that hit registration is vastly improved. We, as the players can't see that yet because their servers are in the garbage can, right? <clears throat> so let's go on. I appreciate that season 10 was communicated by me, no, uh, no less, to include a suite of improvements to player combat 
and incredibly disappointing for us that the initial experience has felt le- uh, felt like these either haven't been delivered or have regressed. So I'm glad that that they're they're sh- saying this, right? This is this is kind of the transparency that I've been asking for for a while. They, they have these improvements. They told us in the deep dive what the improvements are showing, but players aren't seeing it because their servers are in the shitter. So this, this feedback from, from players and them coming out and saying, look, we promise you the improvements are in there, but until you see it, until you feel it, you're not going to believe us. And that's an accurate statement, especially with how long these issues have happened. While we can't rule out any bugs that may have surfaced when live, that's a problem, um, we are not going to focus on investigating or balancing these individual areas until we have performance back under control and can assess the state of play uh, with player combat in a clear, more stable conditions. This is exactly, exactly, exactly what I want to see and hear. This is exactly correct. Get your servers fixed and then assess if your fixes have been in place. Because right now, you're literally in a dark room trying to hit a dartboard. You're not going to hit the dartboard, right? Turn on the lights, figure out where the target is, and then throw your dart. So until they get these servers stable and and into a, a playable place without desync, without rubber banding, teleportation, ping spikes, all that stuff... You're not going to be able to effectively look at what your changes did for hit registration in combat because it's it's a moving target right now. The team are investigating the server performance issues and are working on resolutions to return us to an acceptable level. Thank you for using those exact terms because where we are or where the start of season 10 was and where we are still today it's an unacceptable level. Like the game at times for many players is unplayable right? It is unplayable, absolutely unplayable. So I'm glad they use that exact term acceptable level, right? However, while these fixes may take time, we recognize the need to prioritize the player experience right now. Urgency. That's what we've been asking for. With this in mind, we are going to stabilize the experience for everyone by temporarily limiting the maximum player count on all servers to 14. That means they've basically eliminated a ship, right? So you can have six ships, um, six galleons, um, not necessarily, right, right, but four times each. That's six times four, 24, right? So they've eliminated it down to 10. So that means ship types are going to be limited per server. You're not going to be able to have five galleons because that's still 20. So you could have three galleons on a server. That is 15. They limited to 14. So three galleons for each would be 12. And then you could still have a sloop, right? So they're, 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 again, remember back in the day, they said they were going to add these light switches or these toggles that they could toggle on and off based on the player experience with the servers. So this is one of those toggles. They've knocked it down to 14 player count. Um, again, do the math. If you have six sloops, that's 12 players. If you have, um, Four brigs, that's 12 players. You could have another brig that's, uh, no, you couldn't have another brig That's because that would take it to 15, right? So you could have a sloop and that takes it to 14, right? So they've definitely removed the amount of ships that can be on a server. um, and, And so hopefully there you go. Along with temporarily limiting to five ships per server. So five times on a sloop, five times uh, two is, 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 uh, 10, right? So you could theoretically have, 
uh, five sloops, right? So you could have five ships regardless of type, but a maximum player count of 14. So you couldn't have five galleons, obviously. Uh, this change will take effect on servers at the same time this post is shared. So we're talking... Uh, this, this post, uh, happened, I believe, let me just refresh the page really quick. Uh, this post happened two days ago. So at the time of recording, this happened on 10 22, the, um, uh, the season 10 went live on the 19th. So we're talking 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd. So, th so three to four days, that is a very rapid response time by rare. That is a response time that I've been asking for, for a long time that players have been asking for. Look, when your game is in a unplayable or unacceptable position, you need to not wait for the next major release. You need to take action now, which is what we're seeing. This has been things that we've been asking for, for rare, and that I've been preaching about for a long time. If there is an issue, you are a live service game, patch it live, do it. That's what other games do. And that's what you need to get in the habit of. So I'm glad to see this post come out and I'm glad to see the action being taken. The team are working hard to implement improvements on server performance. It will return to the extent uh, to the intended six ship limit. As soon as we have performance back in control. So that is the server performance part. Um, we're going to skip the guild piece. Um, firing from cannons, while not an issue strictly introduced in Season 10, this is correct, um, October's update did not bring a resolution to this frequently experienced issue where players fire from cannons would collide with the ship, flop into the water. While this continues to affect players, the team is prioritizing a fix for this issue. So you've all been there, you fire out of the cannon, you just go bloop right into the water or you shoot off to one side. Um, so clearly there's a collision issue. They've said it's a collision issue. <clears throat> and now it's just a matter of them figuring out how to fix it. I was hoping this would get fixed in season 10. Uh, it doesn't sound like it was prioritized. Um, but with the poor launch of season 10 with server performance, they obviously have to prioritize some of this stuff because they're going, they're, they're losing credibility by the day. And I know some people will dis disagree with that, but they are losing credibility by the day because in their patch notes and in their release notes, they state hit reg nine out of 10 shots are, are hitting sword play much better. Sword hit detection, much better. Quick swap removed. They've, they've, they've got all this stuff documented on their improvements and talk a big game about it. And none of the players have been able to see it. No player has been able to see it. Maybe for a few moments, maybe for one combat, but in general, players are not seeing these improvements, which means you lied to us. Did they really? Probably not. It's probably in the code, but until we can experience it, it's, it's all just, it's, it's all freaking lip service is all it is. So I'm anxious to see, and I'm anxious to, to, to have them get their servers under control. What I can say is from the 22nd, the past two days interacting and, and playing a little bit myself and interacting with, with streamers, the servers are, I will put it in air quotes better. They're not great still, but they're better. It, it's actually, the game is 
somewhat playable right now compared to the launch of season 10. So they're doing something properly um, and they're working on it. But this has to be their top priority right now. Nothing else matters. You have to get the servers up. <clears throat> they need to have this ready to go before their event that starts in two days. They've got to have this ready to go. The, because a lot of people are going to log in and it's going to cause more issues. They've got to figure this out. Because <clears throat> if we go into this ghoul and, and glory uh, extended week weekend, they're going to take a lot of heat for it because their launch of season 10 after almost an entire year of season nine was not a clean launch. They've already had to make some server adjustments by reducing the amount of ships. It's still not great. And they've just got a lot of things that they really need to work out. If I was a manager at rare, I would be losing my mind right now going into a large celebration weekend with an event planned and our servers are not performing well. Not good. What I <coughs> what I will say does feel a little bit better, aside from some of the hit detection on it, is the sword. So I've I've talked to and I've interacted with quite a few <coughs> people who like the sword and who have been asking for a return to year one sword. And from the experience that I've I've heard, even when servers the servers were in the can, um Sword feels much more like it was in season in, in, in year one. I did not play at the beginning of year one, so I can't speak to that. But in general, people are saying that the sword is much better. So let's talk about the sword changes. <clears throat> Improvements have been made to, uh, to the flow of sword combat when two opponents are dueling, ensuring that the player to land the first strike retains the upper hand, retains priority <clears throat> in the encounter. Thus, you can land your combo. An attacker landing the first strike now consistently retains the upper hand and can land the second and third hits in their combo. The defending player is now in interrupted from countering attack and encouraged to switch to defense using the block or moving to avoid the strikes. Thus, we are now back to sword play and not M1 spamming. <clears throat> if you're M1 spamming against a good sword player now, you're going to lose. You are going to lose because of the next bullet point. To improve the reliability of blocking a sword, improvements have been made to the angle and range of the defender's block. Players should now be able to find that blocking is much more consistent experience and caters to a wide range of defensive scenarios. So if you're just going in there swiping and M1 spamming and the other player is a good duelist and blocks you and can move <clears throat> with the block dodge, they're probably going to beat you. You can't just spam the sword anymore, which is what we've been asking for. <clears throat> A true dueling situation, a true sword play situation. <clears throat> and from what I've seen and from the people I've talked to, this is improved even with the swords in, in, in a shit state. <clears throat> Improvements to hit detection should now provide a consistent video, visual, and audio feedback that the strike has landed and damaged an opponent when attacking players with a sword at maximum strike range. Players attacking with a heavy strike will now only be penalized with a stun effect when missing an opponent. Players connecting to an opponent at any point during the heavy strike, that's the, the sword lunge, <clears throat> will no longer find themselves confusingly stunned. 
So sword playback. Hopefully with server improvements, we don't lose any of this stuff. Because like I've said, it's been fun to watch some of these really good sword players get back into that flow that they remember so well in year one and, and, and year two. <clears throat> so I'm glad to see that. I am glad to see that's improvement. Obviously, we still have some hit detection issues. Um, when I see a video of someone slicing a pig and getting the audio and visual um, cues and you slice it 18 times and the pig still is running right. So there's still a problem there. Um, but again, is it a server desync issue? Is it a server issue or is it that hit detection? They focused on players versus inanimate objects or, or NPCs. Don't know. Don't know. Um, hopefully we will find out and they will be able to get a handle on that after they get the server servers fixed. Now, the next one is an outright lie, and that is quick switching or quick swapping has been removed. Players equipping two ranged weapons are no longer able to perform a technique to cancel the weapon animation and fire two shots in quick succession. While players still may find that they can cancel a wield animation in some scenarios, there is no longer competitive advantage in doing so, and it may extend the time between firing shots compared to the regular weapon switch. This is an outright lie. The way that people used to quick swap with animation canceling is in fact gone. However, if you do the animation cancel twice, which still doesn't slow you down that much, you can still quick swap and fire two shots in rapid succession. I've seen it. I've seen multiple videos of it. And so to say that quick swap has been removed is an outright lie. It is still very much in there. It is still very much in the game. Um, and it's very disappointing that this got through QA. I'm, I, I'm sure someone did it in insiders. I'm sure this was figured out before it went live. And I'm very disappointed that they announced that quick swapping has been removed where basically all that they did is forcing you to relearn some muscle memory. So if you're out there and you see people's quick, quick swapping, guess what? It's, it's because it still exists. It still very much exists and rare still has to work on this and get it out of the game. Um, again, I've been saying it for a long time. I know quick swapping has been in the game for a long time. This has no place in this game. It is not realistic. It is not at all period. I mean, even the loading animations of some of these guns isn't period, but I can get over that <clears throat> so long as you can't quick fire stuff like that. It's just impossible. If you use a black powder weapon like these, the kick on these things, first off is ridiculous. Secondly, in order to get accurate shots multiple times, it's just not possible. So I, again, I hope they get this fixed. Uh, because quick swapping is definitely not good. Um, and it's still very much in the game. Something that I was not aware was not in Sea of Thieves already. And something that brings Sea of Thieves now up to industry standard is controller aim assist. Controller players on both console and PC will now have access to aim assistance, improving balance between controller and mouse and keyboard inputs. Aim assist is the only active for ranged combat encounters against other players and enemy threats and will not expose players to hiding in the environment. Players using aim assist have access to a range of settings to refine and, uh, and the sensitivity of both hip fire and aim down sights independently. You can also choose whether this applies to members of an alliance um, to better configure the experience to their liking. 
So I am not a controller player. Um, so this doesn't apply to me. Um, but an industry standard is if you have a game that's a cross console game, so PC and um, and uh, console, um, aim assist is in there. Why? Because it's a lot easier and quicker to aim and shoot with a mouse and keyboard. You have a lot more control over that, a lot more speediness in that uh, than you do for a controller with the double sticks. So this brings Sea of Thieves uh, more to industry standards. So I think that was a, a great addition. Hopefully the aim assist is not too, too intrusive, um, but yeah. The other thing that was talked about around combat is something that people um, have been complaining about for a while, especially with Hourglass, and that's cheating. So I was pleased to say, again, there was no data that they actually displayed for this or shared for this. It was just trust our words. And that is changes that they have made to stop cheaters has reduced the feedback to the customer support team by 30%. Now, we can probably say it wasn't a full 30%. Some of that is probably players just tired of reporting and not seeing any action. But that is a significant decrease. Obviously, the decrease, regardless of it, 30%, 20%, or 15%, that is a noticeable decrease in the amount of reports coming in, which is good. That means the changes they are making are working. Now, they do say that their work with cheaters is a never-ending battle, which is 100% true. But this is exciting to me. And though they didn't announce what third-party application, they said they are currently investigating an industry-leading anti-cheat to be added to Sea of Thieves. That, to me, is a very exciting thing. Um, sea of thieves has a cheating issue. It is not a big issue, but any sort of cheating issue is, um, important to, you know, knock the hell out of, <clears throat> um, um, and so having them add, um, this type of feature into it, um, an industry leading anti-cheat is going to be very good, uh, for the longevity of the game. Um, excellent. <clears throat> now let's talk about the other, and I put in big air quotes, content that they've added. Some of this, again, it's not really, there, there's no new content in season 10. I, I'm, I'm sorry. People can get in my DMs all they want. I don't care. There's no new content in season 10. It's just the same shit. Do it again. Um, but there's some cool new stuff. Um, for example, rowboats. We now have colorful rowboats um, that uh, match the color schemes of the... Um, um, the arena, uh, ship set. So the flaming jackal, the Azure scout, the golden chaser, uh, the lucky Rover, the regal hound, and of course the rare good boy, um, have been added as rowboat, uh, colors. And there are commendations for you finding each one. This though is a game changer and that is saving rowboat. So if you are a captain of a ship, you can dock the rowboat in a game session and save it. And now you can also repair rowboats. Not, e not only um, uh, rowboats docked to a captain ship can now be repaired by the shipwright, but you yourself with a plank in hand can repair the rowboat, which is awesome because there's a lot of broken rowboats out there and you like to have rowboats. And so now you can repair it. So that is awesome. And this next one is also majorly game changing. And that is retaining supplies following a disconnection. It hurts so bad to have an inventory full of cooked meat and pineapples 
cursed balls and ammunition, you get disconnected and it's all gone. <clears throat> this has been a needed change for a long time. So players who are offered only those players who are offered to rejoin a session after being disconnected from the game due to a sudden exit, the game crashes or a network issue, you will find your supplies are in your inventory, um, allowing you to pick up exactly where you left off. That is extremely awesome and amazing. That's so good. So good. Um, extra cooking stoves have now been added to each ship. So that's awesome. You can cook two pieces of meat now, which is freaking amazing. Um, especially when you go to the shipwright and you get meats, you've got so much meat and only one pan to cook it in. Um, and this is another huge one. And that is if you buy the, uh, fruit crate from the merchant Alliance as part of your supplies, now you don't just get bananas. You actually get a variety of fruit. So again, another way to quickly stock up and get out on the seas faster. That is freaking amazing. They've done some UI improvements, which I think is absolutely amazing where you can kind of customize and pin your UI the way you want. It's absolutely, absolutely great. There's a lot of quality of life things in this particular um, thing, but as far as content, here's your new content guilds. And when I say very disappointed in season 10 by saying guilds, here's the thing. The idea of guilds is great in Sea of Thieves. The idea of guilds. The idea of captaincy was great in Sea of Thieves. The issue is they can't think outside the box. I said this back when I did the preview of Season 10, and I said they need to think outside the box, and it can't just be captaincy version 2. And what did we get? captaincy version two, all the shit in the game that you've already done. Oh, all the shit you've done again for captaincy, do it again as a guild. Very disappointing, very not out of the box. And furthermore, it's emissary version two, because your guild is now an emissary with appropriate ledger. It's literally, they took two systems that are already in the game and they said, Hey, do it all again. And it's just, I cannot fathom that a, a, a studio that has such talented people and such brilliant minds in the gaming industry that have came up with amazing tall tales that have came up with amazing adventures that have came up with an, uh, just a captivating story. All of these folks put their heads together and the best that they can come up with is, oh, all that stuff that you've already done, yep, do it again. It's so disheartening and so disappointing to me. I love this game, but I'm so tired of, of the promise for new content, and it's just the same shit that I've done from the very first time I've logged in. The same exact stuff. And it's so, it's so disappointing and so disheartening. And yes, this is a great new way for you to join your friends, play with your friends. Because again, if you get a galleon, if you're on a galleon, that's four of your friends. But now there's a way that even though you might not be on the same server as your friends, you are all technically playing quote unquote together because you're all working together in your guild. 
So I think this is this is this is a good feature. I just again feel that it's it's very lackluster. It's very let's be honest, it's very rare. Get rared on this because you're doing the same thing. You did the commendations once. Now you do it again for captaincy. Now you do it again for guilds. And it's just very lame. It's lazy and it's boring. It's the same thing they've been doing for the past multiple years. And it's just disheartening and boring. Furthermore, furthermore, it's a 24 member max. Why? There's no way for you to spike a server with a guild. You can't just join um, multi be like, oh, I want to take six ships out on the exact same server. There's no option for that. Why are you limited to only 24? That makes zero sense. Some communities, not not the, the not the the Pirate Talk Radio Discord community, but for example, the Keelhauled community. I think Captain Logan had to start three guilds just to get his folks in there. That's ridiculous. Why is it 24? I don't understand that number. I, I don't get it. There's no good reason why it's 24. You can, however, participate in three different guilds. That's the thing. But the other thing that really hurts is that there's no LFG system. There is no looking for guild system. If you want to invite someone to your guild and they want to add their ship. So let's say you're sailing and you meet something, someone really cool out on the waves and you want to get the guild credit. So you want to invite them to your guild and you want to get their ship because you're sailing at that moment on the same servers. You want to get that ship in your guild too. Well, first off, you got to be friends. Secondly, you've got to get them in the guild. Thirdly, they have to log out, add their ship to the guild and log back in, and now they're not on the same server anymore. It's very, very muddled, convoluted, and not, not logical at all. It's not streamlined. It's very clunky, and it doesn't allow for that, oh, I found this really cool person that I want to sail with. Let's get their ship because they already have a crew. Let's get their ship in the guild. There's no in-game way to do that. You have to log out to the, the main menu. It's still in-game, but I mean... In adventure, there's no way to do that. And that's very disappointing to me. So you're still dependent on Discord or social media or Reddit or the forums or whatever to find a guild of like-minded people, to find people to play with. There should, with, with how long Season 9 has been going on, and with guilds just being a group of people redoing captaincy, which is redoing the accommodations, I don't understand why this did not launch with an LFG system and a better in-adventure, in-game system of getting people in the guild. It just feels like this was beta version 1, and it's, it's been almost a year that season nine has been out. Why did not, why didn't we think that this would be a critical feature in order to make sure it's streamlined for players? It is really, really bad that this got launched and there's no easy way for people to find guilds, to advertise their guilds and, and to get people and ships inside their guilds while they're in adventure where they are organically meeting people. And that is what the entire premise of guilds was you meet someone cool on the waves, get them in your guild. Well, guess what? You're going to want the emissary credit. You're going to want all that stuff. So you want to get their ship in the guild too. Ah, sorry. They have to exit out to main menu in order to do that. And Oh, by the way, now you're not on the same server anymore. It's just, it's just gross. 
Now, the one thing that guilds did add that I personally think is a smart move and something that I've talked about before, and that is the ability to prestige. Now, they don't call it prestiging. I forget the exact term that they use, but you can go from one to a hundred in your guild. Then you prestige the guild prestiges. And you can do that 10 times. So there are a thousand levels of guild with the prestiging and it changes your, your guild um, banner on your mast um, as you go up. I think this is excellent. And what I will say is there was a video that was released and then quickly taken down and replaced by the actual video, which kind of showed some of this UI. And what it looked like is that this particular prestiging feature for guilds could potentially come to the rest of the trading companies in the future, which is again, something that prestiging you could add that a long time ago with a emissary revamp or something, because for players who like the grind in this game, for players who've been playing for a while and really enjoy the grind of the game, adding a prestige system for the trading companies gives them something to grind, gives them meaning to play instead of swapping to another game. Now is the prestige system for everyone? No, but for those loyal players who continue to grind and continue to play, regardless of the game is having issues, regardless of the game is at a low point, you're giving loyal players something to do and something that many players have been asking about for a while. So I was able to see that video before they took it down um, and released the, the updated one. But in the updated one, the the potential hint at prestiging of uh, other emissaries, other trade companies, it was removed. So I'm guessing that was a spoiler that they didn't want out there. Um, but I do have some screenshots in my Discord of it. Um, so there you go. So hopefully we'll see that soon. Um. But overall, guilds as the new content are meh, in my opinion. I think the idea is great. I think the execution was lacking and just, just very disappointing. And is that being the main content feature of the first third of this season is very, very disappointing. Now, we still have some cool things to look forward to. The thing that I'm most looking forward to is the new Skull Voyage, the PvP um, Skull Voyage that is coming up um, in in uh, in November. I'm not really looking for safer seas. I want more information on safer seas, but I'm not too excited about that. Not something I'll probably take part in unless I'm making some sort of content where I would like to do that, um, you know, unmolested by PVP players. It's just nicer that way, but I don't think I'll be really taking part too much in safer seas. I know for some that is a big change and I'm anxious to get more information on it. Um, but in, I'm, I'm looking forward to the new voyage, but right now season 10 is really uh, a big disappointment um, being that their main fixes are now broken because the servers are broken and guilds really don't add anything new. Let's be honest. They don't add anything new and exciting. They're just the same thing we did before captaincy. It's captaincy. It's just now it's a group of people. So there you go. Maybe my opinion will change as I get deeper into the season and play in guilds more often, but I don't see my opinion changing too much on that. Now for the question that you're all that I've gotten multiple DMS on, is there a pirate talk radio guild? There is indeed a pirate talk radio guild. It is called the obsidian 
cutthroats. Now, how do you get in this guild, you may say? Well, first off, the wonderful and amazing patrons get the first go at this. So I will be um, looking for patrons to DM me in Discord, in Discord, DM me in Discord if you would like to join the Obsidian Cutthroats, the Pirate Talk Radio um, um, uh, Guild. Patrons will always have priority over other folks because guess what? They pay um, and support me. So they will always have priority in, in the guild over play uh, over non-patrons. I think that's fair um, because they are literally supporting this show. I will give them until November 1st. I'm writing this down so I don't forget. I will give them till November 1st to DM me. All right. If you want to become a patron, join the Patreon and DM me before November 1st and you get your slot. After November 1st, I will open the Obsidian Cutthroats for the other 24 positions for anyone who's interested in that. If you are interested, like I said, if you want a guaranteed spot, join the patron. If you don't want a guaranteed spot, wait until November 1st. Then you can DM me on Discord. I repeat, DM me on Discord and I will get you filled in. Two ships are available for your use of mine, the Pirate Talk Radio Brig and the Urca de Lima Galleon. For your use, enjoy them. They're my ships. Don't hurt them or I'll hurt you. Um, so there you go. For those of you who have been asking, there you go. Obsidian Cutthroats. If we need to make another guild, I will, but the Obsidian Cutthroats will be the flagship Guild for Pirate Talk Radio. Finally, Rare has taken a page out of Bungie, the makers of Destiny and Destiny 2, um, giving you an opportunity to play Sea of Thieves and unlock exclusive merch options that you still have to pay for. So, Currently right now, if you go to seaofthieves.com slash pirate dash perks, you can log in and link your Sea of Thieves. Um, you'll need to have a Sea of Thieves rare store account set up, um, you, which you can do. You link that, you play the game, you unlock merchandise. So each season, there will be a renowned uh, uh, 100 exclusive coin that you can unlock um, and buy. There will also be a series of t-shirts that are available now if you've reached them. So there is a t-shirt for re uh, reaching rank 50 in the Gold Hoarders, a 50 in Merchant Alliance, a 50 in Order of Souls, a 50 in Reapers, and a 50 in Hunter's Call. There is an exclusive t-shirt for becoming a pirate legend, and there's an exclusive t-shirt for reaching rank 10 in Athena's Fortune. Those are the currently uh, the t-shirts available. And I've uh, got a couple open. The, the, the designs look really cool. Uh, the art is very good on this. So if you have reached, um, let's say, uh, any of those t-shirts, you unlock them. Um, and the t-shirts cost $18 a piece. So I know some folks are probably upset that, you know, I unlocked it in game. Look, here's the thing. This money goes to supporting Rare. This money goes to helping um, them 
continue to develop and build on this game. It is a model that's not for everyone, um, but it's a model that has been very successful for Destiny 2, which has been going on for like 12, 13, 15 years. I don't remember how long it's been, but it's been over 10 years, and this is a model that's worked very well for them. Um, they can come out with an exclusive uh, merch that people want um, by just playing the game, uh, and then the money, obviously, they get the cool t-shirt or the jacket or the shoes or the coin or whatever the thing is, um, and the studio gets some money, which allows them to keep operating so again it's not for everyone um i know some people probably will not in any way shape or form engage with this system um but i think this system with the commendations um uh, and the way that rare kind of does these different um uh commendations unlocks etc i think this is a great opportunity um for them to um to make some money and allow uh players to get exclusive merch if they choose to to purchase it i think it's a great model like I said, Destiny has been doing it um, for years, and it's been very successful for them. So um, I think it's awesome, um, and I will probably be picking up at least uh, the coin each season, most likely, if I hit 100, which is pretty easy. Uh, and some of these T-shirts I, I, I might pick up. I really like the look of the Pirate Legend uh, T-shirt. Uh, that might be the one that I pick up. I'm not sure. I wouldn't mind having them all, but obviously $18 a piece times one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, that's, that's quite a bit of money. So I probably will get the pirate legend one. Cause I really like that one. Um, but yeah, lots of cool stuff out here. Um, I, I love that the hunter's call one kind of looks like the shrouded ghost, which, which is hilarious. The order of souls and the gold hoarder one, as far as the basic, um, uh, trading companies, I would say are probably my favorite, the gold hoarder with the gold hoarder skull and, uh, the order of soul one looks very cartoony, really great art on all of these. Um, absolutely love it. But the pirate legend one is probably my favorite. Um, I just think it looks really cool. So that's probably the one I, I, I will get most likely. Um, but uh, yeah, let me know if you're interested in any of those particular unlocks that you get from playing the game. Uh, tell me which ones you're going to get, or maybe you're not interested in it at all. Tell me also in the comments or uh, send me a DM. What's your guild name? Have you joined a guild? What's your interest or, or what, what is your take on guilds? Uh, do you think it's a good thing? Are you enjoying the system? Um, what are some improvements you would like to see? But guys, I appreciate your patience as we got from episode 118 about uh, 10 days ago to 119. Um, I'm still recovering. Um, health is, is getting much better, so I appreciate all the kind words. Um, and I've got some, got some stuff on the horizon that are really, really exciting for everyone. So thank you very much, everyone. Again, check out the Patreon. I have uh, started migrating uh, the podcast to a new um, hosted site, so hopefully um, this site will be a little bit better than the, the previous one. Um, it's a little bit cheaper, but it's also a, 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 mo a better well-known uh, podcasting hope uh, hosting site. Um, so um, the new um, website will be in the show notes in the description box below. Please leave me a comment if you're on YouTube. If you haven't done so already, go over to youtube.com slash at symbol pirate talk radio. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Even if you don't watch it on YouTube, that is where all my live streams are as well. So please check that out helps very, very much. But guys, until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.